Does getting older mean feeling old? Is that a fact of life? What if it isn't? What if it's a choice? Today's guest, Sherry Thacker, shares how a visit to her grandmother in a nursing home changed her whole outlook on loving her body and how she decided her health was non-negotiable. The Legendary Marriage Podcast begins now. If you're feeling more like roommates than soulmates, it's time for the Legendary Marriage Podcast. Every couple wants to have a great marriage, but the trials and challenges of life pull us in different directions. So we talk with amazing couples who share their stories and incredible experts who share their wisdom about building a life together. And at the end of every show, we give you a conversation starter so you and your spouse can build more intimacy and connection in your marriage by having conversations that matter. Welcome to the show. This Welcome. is episode 124. 124. We're Danielle and Justin, your co-hosts. Hosts. Oh my gosh, what do you like, my echo or something? Something. It could be out. Out. Okay, so whether you've been listening a long time or whether this is your first time, welcome to the Legendary Marriage Family. Yeah. Hey. Oh, I thought you were going to echo me. What? Family. That wasn't me. I don't know what was going on there. <laughs> okay, so today on the show, we're definitely talking about the differences. Uh, we're talking about getting older and you have your same body from the time you were born to the time you die. Well, and technically just, it's not the same body because your cells reproduce and change and like oh, every so true. often, like down to your bones, like the cells get replaced. That's very true. But the thing is, is you're in control. But we're of not talking body. about that level of biology. Is that what Not exactly today. Maybe that'll be on our next episode. But I want to ask you, <laughs> what have you noticed changing in your body as you get older? I don't get older. I just get better. You know what? I think <laughs> this episode with Sherry, uh, I feel like we had kind of this wake up call about a year or two ago. Yeah. And we've decided like, yeah, like Sherry said, your health is non-negotiable. You have control over like the old, you know, yeah. all that. And kind like of stuff. so many things, it's, it just comes down to two things, right? Mm. Eat right, move. Yes. But I found my natural inclination was that I my joints were a little achier, yeah. that kind of a thing. But um, since I've started making my health more of a priority, it's been less. It's probably because I have less weight to drag my bones down. Yeah. I don't know. That's probably it. Or the brain fog thing that she talks about in this episode. I feel like since I've had kids, I've gotten way dumber. And and I just felt like it just never <laughs> lifted. I I wouldn't call it dumber. Well, I started more dumberer. Okay, stop. <laughs> Enough. This is just derailing. Hey, no. let me let me do the announcements and then we'll dive into the into the interview. Okay. All right. Hey, two things we want to mention. We do Pillow Talk live every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central Time on our Facebook page. This is a short form, like 15, 20 minutes typically. It's behind the scenes, pulling back the robe, so to speak, on us and our relationship. Uh, we're talking each week about uh, what the guest is sharing on the main podcast that you're about to hear. 
and we check in and talk about life and love. You and did everything. mention pulling back robes. We're not going to flash you. I mean, you no, no, will no. see us on video live from our bedroom, but we're definitely not yeah. flashing you. Yeah, it's usually usually live in our bedroom, and there's usually a giant <laughs> pile of laundry behind the camera. Anyway, uh, so second thing is the check-in. This is the most powerful, simple tool that you can use to reinvigorate, restore, renew, revitalize dig deeper, create more intimacy and connection in your marriage uh, or any relationship, really. And you can find this tool, this five-minute check-in over at legendarymarriage.com slash check-in. That's Uh, it. All right. So you know what? We're talking about getting our health non-negotiable, and we have our guest Sherry Thacker on the show. She is on fire, and I can't wait to share this with you. So we have Sherry Thacker on the show today. We're so excited to have her. She is heading up the idea that, whoo, women, your life, your health is a non-negotiable. Ooh. I mean, that is seriously putting the gauntlet down there. And she runs all sorts of programs and challenges, and she just has some amazing Um, outcomes for her women who have lost weight, gotten more energy, tackled diseases, all kinds of things. Welcome to the show, Sherry. Hey, it's great to be here, guys. I'm super excited. Okay. So I'm just so wondering, like, have you always had health, like working out or have you been an athlete? Have you like eaten healthy even since you were like a little kid? Absolutely not. I grew up on Fruit Loops and Kraft Dinner like everybody else. Woo! Uh, Yeah. (laughs) You got to love the KD, man. KD and hot dogs. That was the way to do it. And um, no, I I was a gymnast for most of my childhood. Uh, Went through my teens, kind of, you know, good looking body, good looking girl kind of thing. Got into my 20s and and rediscovered um, KFC and their big, whatever it was called back then, the big crunch. And I just, <laughs> you know, it, it it was like partying, smoking, drinking, craft dinner. I remember one day I came home and, and I didn't know what to make for supper. So I got a loaf of bread and a stick of butter and a package of bacon. And I put it all together and I made like, I don't know how many sandwiches that made, but I, I ate it all. <laughs> I put it all. Oh my goodness. <laughs> bacon like, butter like, sandwiches. They rock. <laughs> They're so good. Bacon and butter. I mean, that sounds keto to me. Well, except but, for the bread part, except yeah. for the loaf of well, bread. You know. That doesn't sound like, okay. So I'm wondering, so you're a gymnast. So did you kind of have the mindset of like, oh, I can eat whatever I want basically because I'm working out all the time. Well, I never even thought about it. I mean, back then, this is the early 80s. My mom used to pick me up and give me a can of Coke and a coffee crisp after a four-hour, you know, gymnast session. Um, All throughout my teens into my 20s, I never thought about weight. I never even considered what a pant size was or anything until one day I went to put on a pair of pants that were already really snug and realized that it was a size 14 and I was like, size 14, that's pretty big, isn't it? And and time passed and it was a size 16 and I was getting bigger and bigger until one day I realized like the guys weren't checking me out anymore. This was in early 20s when all that really mattered. And um, although it kind of matters now still too, but <laughs> back then that was all that was important, right? Was if the guys were hitting on you. And um, And my friends were getting all the attention. And one day I looked in the mirror and I was like, 
there's something wrong with this picture. <laughs> How many chins oh, do I have? How many chins? So I started working out primarily in all honesty for aesthetic reasons. And I wanted the Jennifer Aniston, you know, cut arms and wear the cute clothes and all that stuff. That's where I started until, you know, one day, like it really hit me. I, I think it was about 26 and I had gone to visit my grandmother in the hospital and she was paralyzed from the left side down. She'd had a heart attack and a stroke and she was like my best friend. She practically raised me. She was like the one who played all the games and gave me all the attention growing up. So, I mean, I was madly in love with this woman. And I drove up from Montreal to Ottawa and I go into this hospital room and, you know, it breaks my heart. She's sharing the room with three or four other people. And this one particular day, her little neighbor next to her there was an older man and he started wailing he was uh, like this, making this horrendous sound. Oh. And I looked over at my grandmother. I said, Nanny, I said, what's, you know, what's with that guy? So it was in this exact moment, this point in time when she looked over at me and her eyes started to swell up with tears and her pupils just told me everything. It, you know, you had fear, you had frustration, you had loneliness, you had boredom, you had everything in this, in this piercing eye of hers. And as she swelled up with tears, she said, Sherry, he never stops. Mm. He never stops. He's like that all day long. And in the moment I started to get flashes of images in my head of, of envisioning her every day of knowing that she couldn't get up when she wanted to. She didn't have her things around her. Her husband was in a different hospital suffering from Parkinson's disease. My mother could only go and see her, you know, once or twice a week as much as she could. And here she stay at three o'clock in the morning, you know, like looking at these gray walls and these, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, dingy or anything it was just it was a hospital you know it was there was no life I mean there was this smell of farts and burps and medicine and you know bedpans and and just sounds it's it's in the geriatric section so it's just like ugh. and she spent her last six years in a jail cell it was a jail cell and my grandfather who suffered from Parkinson's disease for 20 years suffered in his own body in a jail cell for mm. 20 years as he shook and shook and shook. And it, I left that day and I said to myself, you know, this is the only asset that I have. This is, this is my machine. This is my residence. This is where I live. And my health is non-negotiable, man. Like for no matter what I'm doing, and from that day on, I made my health a priority. I made working out a priority. I made um, eating right and learning, 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 learning as much as I could about how this body works. And even when my son was born, I trained my entire pregnancy right up until the morning I gave birth. I, I, was, I did a 90-minute spin weight training session in the morning. That night, I went to labor and, uh, you know, whatever, that was like a 16, 18 hour labor I went through. Three weeks later, I was back in the gym, not out of obsession, 
just out of pure love for my body to heal my body, to keep it healthy, to keep it strong and to, um, you know, not fall back into that, that lumpy, non-energetic, depressed. I was suicidal back in those days. In the t- and when I was 23 and partying and drinking and smoking, I mean, I attempted suicide three times. I was in a deep depression. And when I clawed my way out of that, um, you know, and I, tr- I attribute a lot of it to health and what you're eating. So that's my story. Like I'm thinking this conversation is largely for the ladies. Right. Uh, uh, and yet I'm going, guys, like, what's your excuse? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Sherry's it's... training on the day she's giving birth. Like, and I, I don't know how many times I, I look at Danielle who about a year ago, a little over a year ago went, you know what? I'm done. I'm done being the size I'm, I am the energy level. I have the, yeah. all of it. And just like flipped the switch and started going to the gym and she like, pretty much every day for the last 14 months, give or take, you know, and, that rocks. and so just like, I, I have such a deep admiration for that, that capacity to hit the switch like that and go, okay, here we go. This is, I'm on a new track now. Well, once you real, like especially you guys are entrepreneurs, I'm an entrepreneur. Once you realize that this is your machine, right? Like if you were a mechanic, you'd maintenance your machine on, on a regular basis. And if you want to be a powerhouse in the bedroom, in your marriage, as a parent, in your business, you need this to work first and foremost. You need to be on the ball. You need to not suffer from brain fog or depression or anxiety or panic attacks or all that sort of thing. You need to have energy. You need to be motivating. You want to take on the world. Entrepreneurs want to you know, take on the world and, and serve. So what do you do? Like You have to make sure that this comes first. It cannot be neglected. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned struggling with some depression and, and I wanted to kind of go back to that for just a sec and say, what was in that for you? Because it's a topic that comes up pretty frequently with guests and, and in our conversations with couples. Yeah. And I, I love the idea too of like, we're speaking to our physical body, but also, you know, there is an emotional health, there mm-hmm. is mental health, like, and it's all kind of balled up into one. Yeah. Well, it reminds me of, of um, someone I dated actually once or twice. We, we dated, we went on two dates and he was still madly in love with his, I think, to be wife or they were married or was getting a divorce or something like that. And the reason why he was breaking it off with her or did, I can't remember the history, but the reason why their relationship ended was her mental state and her depression and anxiety and her, she was just never, um, you know, she was never like on, she was never feeling amazing. So I asked him, you know, I said, well, what does she eat? You know, what does she put in her body? And they, they were at restaurants all the time. They were having barbecues, they were drinking wines and beers. And, and most of what he listed off to me were restaurants, fast foods, processed foods. And I said, you need to understand there's a direct correlation between your gut and your brain. And they communicate to each other thousands, billions of times throughout the day. And you need to understand that if you do not have a healthy gut, you do not have a healthy mind. And a much, much, much of depression, anxiety, panic attacks come from an imbalanced hormonal microbiome in your body or from a hormonal imbalance. So 
simply by mastering the fitness and mastering how you're fueling your body dramatically will determine how well your brain works, what kind of mood you're in, how positive you are, how motivated you are. You have so much control over this. So once you can pull yourself out of that state, at that time, when I first started training in this, there was no microbiome. We didn't understand that. It wasn't out in science yet. We were still following Jane Fonda's jazzercise and you know Weight Watchers counting point system. God bless her. Love you, Jane. Yeah, <laughs> she's gorgeous, right? Like at her age now, like she. This is woman is like an idol, but oh um, she's amazing. So once it's only been mainstream for the past five years or so it's really been kind of studied widely over the last 10 and maybe even heard of within the last 25 years so this is really new new science that's right off the cuff and when you take a few minutes to understand this and you watch a few youtube videos and listen to a few podcasts and you're like wow like i can change change this. I can get control over this. And hey, it just might save my marriage for people who are on a the verge of divorce and you're dealing with, you know, bitchy people who are just so angry and 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 they've got no energy and they're overtired and they're stressed with the kids and they're stressed with work and they're stressed with each other. Well, once you start to master how your body works and how to maintain your residence, your house that you live in, you'll excel in everything that you want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, how do you get, um, obviously you had the story of you loved your grandma so much and you felt like she was like basically trapped. Um, How do you help people to find that like deep, like resonant place in their soul, in their gut, wherever it is to like make that switch, make that change? Because I feel like a lot of people set the goals or like, yeah, I know I should get healthier. It would probably give me more energy and I would look better and feel better and all that. But then when it comes to it, they don't really have the, the thing in their gut that tells them this is not negotiable. Like, how do you get them to get there? In all honesty, I can't. <laughs> First and foremost, uh, you need to understand that there is a gene in your body that dictates uh, how motivated you are to work out and to be active. So you need to understand that you're either under average, you're average, you're above average, or you're ultra. So if you possess the gene that makes you ultra motivated to work out, well, it makes it a lot easier, right? Well, guess what I am? (laughs) I'm in the right possession because I am, I've done my genetics testing and I am ultra. Um, But there are people who are under average, who are average, who just, they lack that motivation within themselves to be motivated to work out. And I, my answer to them was that sucks, but what choice do you have? It's just, it just means that it's going to be a little bit harder for you, right? So you have to accept that first and foremost, that if you do your genetic testing and you do find that out, you have to push through that. Like working out and moving your body is not a choice. This is what we were designed to do. Our bodies were designed to push and pull and carry and lift and garden and kill and and ferment foods and build shelters. We were designed to be active all day, every day with rests, you know, throughout the day. We were not designed to be sedentary. So the first thing that I, you have to acknowledge is that you may or may not be motivated to work out. Irrelevant. It doesn't, it doesn't make it a choice. It doesn't make an excuse. It doesn't give you a reason because whether or not you have that gene or not, 
you know, 200 years ago, you still had to survive. You still had to get up and get out of the rain. You still had to go and build, you know, something. You still had to help out your neighbor with the, with the farm, whatever the case may be. And then secondly, I don't know about you guys, okay, but I, I own a home and I have a mortgage. And if I don't pay that mortgage, they're going to take my house away. Period. End of story. No matter how much I want that money for a cruise every month, it's not an option, right? I got to pay it or they take my house away. Guess what? Same thing with your residence. You got to pay the mortgage on your, re- on your residence every day. And that means a good hour of investment towards something. It doesn't mean you have to do a cross training, hardcore fit marathon running, bust your butt into the ground kind of thing. It means you have to manage stress non-negotiable every day. You need time to come down from the fight or flight. You need to get into the rest and digest. You need time to properly get yourself into a sleeping ritual that allows you to maximize on a seven to nine hour sleeping cycle. There's only a small percentage of the population genetically who can get away with sleeping less than that and still function in an optimal peak performance. But if you want to be in your peak performance, your sleep governs everything. It really affects everything. How you manage stress, how well you're going to eat, how you balance your weight, how motivated you are to work out. Sleep is the number one rest and repair um, stage in the night that your body needs that non-negotiable, right? So you need time to properly prep your meals so that in a pinch and when you're stuck and when you're in a rush and you're busy, you have the, the foods ready and available to keep and nourish your body healthfully. And finally, you need some time to move your body. That does not mean you got to run it into the ground, but you need some weight training time. Strong muscles equal strong bones. Strong bones equal a posture that allows you to walk upright when you're 90 years old instead of in a wheelchair or with a cane or what my grandmother used to call her Porsche, right? She used to wheel around get on one of these walker deals. So that's a non-negotiable thing. What you need to understand is that you're on a path to your future every single day of your life. Today really, really is, as cliche as it is, it is the first day of the rest day of the rest of your life. And you have a choice. How do you wish to be living in this body of yours who has been there for you every single day of your life? Your body helped you to, to, to make children or deliver children. It got you married. It got you through high school, university. It's been there through you through all the, the good times and the bad times. And it will still be with you when you're 50, 60, and 70 years old. What kind of a jail cell do you want to live in? Because right now... You have the power to prevent anything in the future. You can heal your body. You can prevent disease because right now within your body, those genes are either going to be turned on or off. And the Alzheimer's that gets developed decades before even this first symptom comes, right now that gene is either turned on or off. And the power of food and movement and sleep and managing that stress is all within your power today. So as you walk one step at a time, that one path, you know, how do you want your body to be at that time? It's a choice. That's where I tell them the motivation is I don't have a magic pill. I I can't tell you like, like, 
you know, now I feel like working out today. It's never going to happen. Never going to happen. You have to make the choice. This is my headband. It says sink or swim. And I teach my girls that all the time. You wake up in the morning and you sink or you swim, no matter what's going on in your life, whether you're getting a divorce, you're bankrupt, you lost your father, you know, you feel good. You just got a job promotion. You're, you, you, it doesn't matter, right? Every morning you wake up in the morning and you have to sink or swim. It's your choice. What's it going to be? First of all, amen, all that. <laughs> like we just went to church, girl. Um, you and your spouse could be just one conversation away from becoming soulmates. Whoa, honey, that's a big promise. I know, to make. but I'm making it. All right, but we have been using this one simple, powerful tool for almost a decade. It's radically transformed our relationship and hundreds of other marriages too. Yes. You see, in the chaos and busyness of everyday life, we all get wrapped up in these five second conversations. Did you take out the trash? What? Did you schedule a doctor's appointment? Yes. Did you get their milk on the way home? What? No. Wait. Who? What? See, why are you I doing mean, this to we me? Get stuck in those five-second <laughs> conversations. I'm having a little a little moment here now, uh, but the truth is that more intimacy and connection begins with more conversations that matter, and that's what the Sachet Check-in Guide is all about. All right. So get your free copy of our guide. From Roommates to Soulmates, how to create more intimacy and connection in your marriage in five minutes without awkwardness or ugly fights using the sachet check-in. You can get your copy today at legendarymarriage.com slash check-in. And now back to the show. The thing that stuck out to me was when you said the sleep thing was so important to you, you said you need time to prepare yourself yeah. for sleep. Speak a little bit more about that. Cause I don't know that I really put that much thought into it other than like take a shower and go to bed. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm glad you asked that. It's so serious. So uh, just to prep you on what my routine is. Yeah. Um, first of all, if you've studied sleep at all, or what that means to the body is you need to be able to wind down. Now, most people wind down with a digital device of some form, right? A TV, Netflix, a movie, scrolling through Facebook. But you are still activating the senses of your body. The blue light coming from your screens are still indicating to your body that it's sunny outside, that it's still daytime. So the hormone productions of where cortisol is supposed to come down and melatonin is supposed to rise gets dramatically confused in your system because you have photoreceptors up your nose, in, in your ears, on your skin, on your, in your eyeballs. And if it senses light, your body still thinks that it's daytime and you'll have a greater problem falling asleep. So number one, you've got to dim all the lights in your room. You need a blackout curtain. You need to make sure that even underneath the door, there's no light coming up from underneath the door. You need to make sure there's no digital clocks, no fake light of any kind hitting, hitting you. Um, so that's number one is you need to make sure that your room is nice and dark. The next thing that you need for me anyways, that I use is a sleeping mask because you get into that habit, right? The minute the 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 face the forehead the eyes they they sense something it gets you into that routine your body I, I can't tell you how many times i use a sleeping mask and it immediately helps me to fall to sleep 
essential oils is a very good key. So I use just a little bit. I put it on my shoulders, lavender, bergamot, vetiver, anything that's going to be tranquil because the sense allows you to just get into that rest and digest stage like I spoke to you about. So somewhere around seven, and I know this is foreign for most people and they're like, no way is this going to happen. But somewhere around seven, if you can turn off the devices and have a, a deal in the house where we say, look, kids, parents, adults, everybody, it's like no device time anymore. Everybody is now going to start to transition into that evening time. Now, most kids are in bed by seven, eight, nine o'clock. I'm in bed by nine religiously because I'm up at 4 a.m. religiously. I have a set sleeping pattern. You determine at what time you're going to go to sleep at night and you set the time that you're going to wake up in the morning. And ideally, you want that same all the time because your body has to be in line with the circadian rhythm. If you were alive 200 years ago out in the forest somewhere, you weren't seeing much. The most you were seeing was a flame or a fire or a candle, but that was the most light that you would see. If you looked off from the distance, you weren't seeing anything. We weren't designed to be up at two o'clock in the morning doing dishes. We weren't designed to be up at one o'clock in the morning working on a, a late night paper or watching a, a, a movie that we got so interested in, we couldn't turn it off and now it's one o'clock in the morning. This is the worst things that you can do for your body. You have to be very responsible when it comes to setting that time when you are going to allow it to do what it needs to do to keep you young, to help you manage your weight, to help you heal your body faster, to keep your hormones, your endocrine system level, right? To In the middle of the night, your brain cells actually split open so that this fluid will pass through your brain and your brain cells and clean and detoxify and cleanse out all your body. There's, there's like natural growth hormone that gets ignited um, or whatever the word you want to use 90 minutes after you fall asleep, because this is one of the best hormones in your body that keeps you young and motivated and active and everything else. So this is the most responsible thing that you can do for your body. Now I'm wondering, so you have a spouse or a partner and do you feel like the two of you need to have the same time frame or like sleep, sleep, uh, routine? That would be nice. And he lives, uh, a different life. Like he's used to going to bed at midnight every night. Now, thankfully for me, um, he does go to bed at nine. Um, but then he, this is the time when he reads all the news and all that kind of stuff. So unfortunately, you can't always, as we were talking about before, how do you motivate somebody? How do you get them in there? I, I don't have control over other people. And I don't, um, I don't try to, right? Mm -hmm. When people believe in something, when they want something for themselves, they want to learn. They want to do. They want to change. And sometimes... You know, you, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. So we're getting there though. He's, he's working on certain things. <laughs> I love it. So you had spoken when you were in college or college age or high school, that most of your friends were kind of like doing the same kind of thing, like going out to clubs, drinking, partying, all that kind of stuff. Were those the same friends that came with you when you all of a sudden started 
living the healthy lifestyle and did not eat bacon sandwiches for dinner? No, no uh, I don't know. I, I think, you know, I don't I know think, what happened to them. They had hard yeah, time. You know, honestly, uh, I think, well, I know John Lee Dumas says it a lot, but I don't think it's his quote where, where you are, um, you are the sum of, you know, your five friends. So, yeah. you know, for me, I did this for me only, and I only focused on me for a good 10 years before I even tripped into this world professionally, completely by fluke, by accident. I was working with a personal trainer at the time. He's like, yo, Cher, why don't you take this, you know, certification, you know, it'll be fun. I'm like, sure. I'm curious. I want to learn. I'll do it. I, I took the certification for me. I never even thought about be, being a trainer or doing this for a living. And, um, I had the certification a few years before I even, I, I was, I've been an entrepreneur. I was in a downtime of, of in-between businesses. I said, I'll make a few dollars, you know, while I'm figuring out what I want to do next. That was 12 years ago, you know, and I, I'm, I, I live my passion now. I, I, I'm in my purpose. I'm doing what I was, I don't know. Can you tell? I don't, yeah. I just a little, I love it. For this. <laughs> and I, I'm wondering too, is like, why is it so obviously you are a woman, so you're going to be passionate about women having their health yes. be non-negotiable, but why do you think it is especially important for women to embrace their health? That's an amazing question. So I, I, for sure, I want both sexes to be empowered by the message of your health being non-negotiable. But whenever I start my own podcast, I always say that we help women make their health non-negotiable after they have neglected their bodies while caring for the people that they love. Mm. And that's what happens is, you know, you're in your twenties, whatever, you're flirty, you're in the bars, maybe you're going to a gym, you're feeling good. You get married um, you get wrapped up in the, the, the wedding, you get your boot camp bride and you're like, oh, I'm going to look so hot for my wedding. And like, all oh, that's great. And then, and I won't eat for three months. It'll be <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Just to, <laughs> to fit in the, de- in the dress. And then all of a sudden what happens, you know, you have kids and then it's all about the kids. And then hopefully the husband gets included in there, but he often gets neglected as well. And then it's trying to be super mom at home and, you know, super amazing employee at work and then trying to do the housework. And then maybe the husband gets squeezed in some time in there. And then the years go by because you've got the hockey tournaments and you're a taxi mom and you've got ballet camp and you've got all these things that we've always put onto, you know, all of our kids as the priority. And then we feel guilty when you want to leave to go to the gym for an hour or you want to leave to get yourself a massage or how many times are we woken up in the middle of the night because our kids need something and then you don't have the energy in the morning to work out and so on and so forth. Next thing you know, you look down, you don't recognize yourself anymore. Like what happened to me? I used to have energy. I used to go to the gym. I used to make time for myself. And now I don't even know who I am. And now I'm suffering from depression. I deal with panic attacks. I have anxiety. I, I, I don't have energy to do what I want with my kids. I feel embarrassed with my muffin top. I wear big baggy sweaters all the time when I go to the kids' parties. Half the time, I don't want to go to the kids' parties because I, I'm too embarrassed to show up there in front of the other parents, you know, looking the way I do. And then you get the dark circles under your eyes and the hair starts to get a little dry and you're trying to put on this makeup and you're like, there's not enough makeup in the world to make (laughs) me, you know, like, am I ringing some bells here? Like, yeah, this is how it is. 
Well, and too, I feel like sometimes you don't put two and two together that, you know, maybe it's just, oh, you know, this is how moms are supposed to be. Like they lose their self and their kids and their kids are everything. And yeah, of course you're tired. You're a mom and your kids wake up in the middle of the night and things like that. And it's like, it, those are inextricably linked almost like yeah. being a parent and, you know, sleep deprivation and, you know, just eating the Cheerios that happen to fall off their tray and, you know, just, just taking whatever's left over. I mean, when my kids were babies, I feel like, you know, you hand them a thing of goldfish and then you're like, well, what am I going to eat? Oh, I guess I'll eat goldfish too. And it's almost like it's a rite of passage in a weird way. Mm. Well, and I'm glad you said it that way because it's the same for people who age, right? When you hit 50, 60 years old, it's like, oh, I'm I'm old now. I'm getting old. I'm supposed to feel like this. I'm supposed to have a sore back or the arthritis is kicking up. And it's not age, it's neglect. And that woman, one day, she will be alone because the kids move up and out. Maybe or maybe not. She will still be in a marriage. Her job has come and gone. And one day she will be in that 60-year-old body. She might be living alone in this apartment, no kids, no husband, retired, nothing in her life, feeling like crap. And that's what I want to prevent. That's just no place to be. No, nobody wants that. Oh I'm my sitting gosh. here and I've been largely silent, quiet on this one because uh, it's just the topic is really, really, um, I love the way Sherry's challenging women here. But, and th there's a parallel story for guys. And so guys, if you're listening, I want you to take this to heart. Like the, the things that, that the men that I work with for the last 10 years coaching, the, the places that they get hung up and self-sabotage as they're trying to build businesses and build careers and do things is they, they sabotage their health and fitness and they sabotage the, the, the wild heart, the need for adventure and recreation. And, and they're almost so connected that it, it's, we end up having less and less of ourselves to bring to our marriages, to our kids, to our families, to, our, to everything when we're not investing in our health. So I can I can't agree more. Listen, like I'm a I'm a huge advocate for marriage. I'm a huge advocate for the woman giving the man what he needs in the household, and that's to be the, the king of the household and to make him feel needed. So so much time and emphasis is put on the children, which we all love. Okay, I'm madly in love with my son. But if the marriage is intact, the kids are gonna be awesome. But if the marriage breaks up, the kids are the ones that are going to suffer. So when the woman gives so much emphasis on pleasing the man, and when the man puts so much emphasis on pleasing the woman, and when you spend time and you do not give up perfectly good orgasms, right? You absolutely need perfectly good orgasms in your life, which means that the woman often will neglect having sex because she doesn't feel comfortable or confident in her body like she once was. But before you got married, sorry, but you guys had sex like crazy because you were kind of trying to catch that man. So you were wild in bed for this guy. And then all of a sudden you change the rules when you get married and the kids are the excuse, right? I, I've got this, I got that. Once you 
stay connected with the reason why you got married in the first place, why the reason was you were trying to land that guy in the first place. If you treat each other like you did on your first date for the rest of your life, right? And you made that commitment to say, I'm always going to put him before me. And he says, I'm always going to put her before me. And that means equally time, spending time in the kitchen together, learning how to cook healthy meals that the whole family will benefit from. Believe me, if you understood what Cheerios and, and fishy things and these packaged foods do to the brains of our kids. These, what I'm passionate about, if we have parents listening here today is please, before you go and buy another carbohydrate packaged food that you do this, please understand what those vegetable oils, what those chemicals, what those sugars, those, those preservatives are doing to the brains of the kids. And that's all I'm going to say on that, but you need to, you need to prioritize the marriage. The kids, if they love you, if, you, if they feel the love from you, if you make eye contact with them, if you give them that time that they need to play with them and play, I mean, this weekend I had epic long card tournaments with my son, right? Like where they just want to be engaged with you. They don't need all that other stuff. Right. So I, I know I'm shifting, shifting off topics here, but I'm, <laughs> I'm really passionate about it because it's often what stands in the way of good marriages and yeah. healthy bodies. No, well, I, I totally so get inextricably connected. Yeah. 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 I get what you're saying too. Yeah. Build into your marriage and then it's going to trickle down to your kids. They're going to be healthy too. Sherry, I have so much enjoyed having you on the show. I definitely want to make sure our audience knows where to find you and all your good stuff that you're doing and what you're up to. So lay it out for us. Sure. Well, the first thing I want to tell you is that um, I do have a book and it's out on Amazon or you can go to sherrythackershop.com. And this is the content of my six-week transformation program that I coach online. And this is the workbook that goes along with it. So it's Your Health is Non-Negotiable. That's the title of the book. That's the title of the book. And you can go to sherrythackershop.com. If you buy the book from that website, I will autograph it for you um, and mail it personally myself. Um, And if you are interested in connecting with me, working with me, my accountability coaches, we do have a full online gym, which is dual interactive, which means we use, you can see here now with Zoom, I see you, you see me, we use Zoom within our online fitness classes. We have over 40 live uh, classes on the schedule every single week. Um, And we work together in that six-week transformation program to help you understand how to heal the body from the inside out. So Weight loss is a huge side effect of what we teach, but it's not the goal. We want to teach you how the body works. So even if you're 90 pounds, but you feel like crap, you're not in this for a weight loss program. You're in it because you just want to feel you again. You want to understand how you work. And you can find that at sherryschallenge.com. So we are definitely going to include all the details um, of Sherry's book, her online gym, the upcoming challenge. We're going to include all those links in the show notes. Um, Thank you so much, Sherry, for being on the show. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. I I love Sherry. She is a spitfire. Like, like, oh my gosh. The definition of. Yeah. Like when you think about the like full of life and, and, and energy kind of a personal trainer, coach, health and fitness person, that's Sherry. Like she's, I love her.
Yes. And health is definitely non-negotiable in her world. All right. So here's my thought. I want to, I want to talk about it with you. So, and now the talk about it segment of the show. Each week, we challenge you to set a time with your spouse to have a conversation that matters. All right. You were right on that, babe. All right. So here's the question we want you to talk about this week. What's an area of health that you would like to shift? Oh, I don't know. Shift. I feel and like. And we'll be talking about that on Pillow Talk Thursday night. Oh, I was about to share mine, but I won't don't share do it. it. All right. Write I'll do it. Write it down. Make a note. <laughs> that sounded like creepy <laughs> alright that's it for today's show as always we're talking about all the hot topics from the podcast and so much more over in our free community on Facebook so come join the conversation at legendarymarriage.com slash community you can find this episode and the show notes at legendarymarriage.com slash 124 lastly, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes so we know how we're doing and other couples can find us. Those reviews are so important. Thank yeah. You. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Legendary Marriage Podcast. This is Danielle and Justin reminding you, don't settle for an ordinary marriage. Hey, make yours legendary. <laughs>